0: There is a tremendous significance to the fact that the Bible begins with the story of a marriage, Adam and Eve. It ends with a marriage feast, the wedding of the Lamb. And throughout, that theme continues. We hear it as so significant that in Isaiah, our first selection of scripture for today, we're all invited to see that this is precisely the kind of extraordinary relationship that God wants with his people, with each and every one of us, with all of us. He wants to marry us, point blank. That's what it says. <laughs> oh, of course, not in a worldly sort of sense, but in a sense, again, of a sharing of life, uh, an experience of a love that is even stronger than whatever this world can hold. No other god in any form of Religious tradition offers such an outstanding, amazing offer. Isaiah puts it in the framework of the one who gave us life, The, the giver of life, your builder, wants to have the most intimate relationship with you. He delights in us. He rejoices in us. Um, don't know if that word has gotten through to most of us yet. Oh yes, God invites us to respond in a way again that is noble and good and full, and when we don't, when we confuse it and reject it in some way, we suffer the consequences. We see a lot of that around, but he doesn't renege on the invitation. It's not about us, it's about God. And God doesn't quit. God doesn't have limits. God doesn't have good good days and bad days. No such thing for God. And so that's what we're invited into, to see that consistency, that amazing, again, offer. And it's embodied, of course, in Jesus himself, who is God made flesh as we have just celebrated recently. Jesus himself showing us that there indeed is a coming together of heaven and earth, of God and humanity, that Jesus fulfills this prophecy, if you will, this word of Isaiah. St. Paul puts it in another way, not in our second reading today, but in another place, that Jesus really is the bridegroom believers the church we're the bride that's why the church is always referred to as she (laughs) don't know if you ever caught that (laughs) it's not masculine feminine we have got to get beyond those categories if you will but from the sense of again that unitive of the difference that we are with God and yet brought together doesn't mention it in our text today but um in in the introduction to this moment, it actually starts with on the third day, which is a really kind of a strange little beginning because what third day? (laughs) From where? What's that about? Because it didn't have a context. It's just on the third day. There's this wedding feast in Cana. Huh? (laughs) Well, it's kind of pointing ahead because why does Jesus say my hour has not yet come? Jesus knows that when he does this particular sign uh, that is now begun and where he has to go is to love us so much that he gives his life for us. That is the highest form of love, he says it. No greater love does anyone have unless they lay down their lives for you. Well, he does that. And what, when, when does that happen? Well, there's a third day involved. <laughs> give his life but we will also be raised to show us again that there's an eternity about the kind of love that he has won for us it's a hint of what is to come this marriage feast has a great difficulty they ran out of wine boy is that a catastrophe for a wedding feast in Israel mega This is awful. This is the worst possible thing to ever happen. Well, uh, it's a sign, again, not just of that moment, but of all of history, because Israel and the new Israel keeps running out of wine. We keep running out of this understanding of the divine life in us that has to be central. And as long as we let it be, We have joy, we have peace, we have courage, we have strength, we even have a a willingness to suffer whatever it takes to live in that even if other people don't understand it, that we accept it and live out of it. And so uh, Jesus comes to meet us in our need. All humanity is always in need of this wine. Uh, Is more than what we have. Uh, We're always coming up short when it's up to us. And so what does he take? Interestingly enough, um, he takes what we already have and uses it, very common in many of the miracle stories of Jesus' life. What do you have? Well, just a couple of loaves and a few fish. Eh, Ain't enough. Give it to me. (laughs) Let's see if it's enough or not. And so what do you have? Well, we got these water jars here. (laughs) Fill them with water. Oh, that's gonna help. (laughs) It's bizarre, really. Sure, the servants uh, had to think this poor guy's out of his mind. (laughs) People are not gonna be happy. (laughs) But he wants our cooperation. And notice again, the place of Mary. Mary sees the need, intervenes, intercedes for us, brings our need to the Lord, brings them to Jesus. That's her role. She never does things simply to bring us to her, but to him. And so she pleads with him. You know, there's a need here, there's an embarrassment, but also, again, there's a, a timeliness. Huh? It is time for him to begin. She knows it. And it's very clear uh, uh, when he speaks to her, again, that he's not so sure about that, that he he really does know. And he will respond positively. She doesn't argue. She doesn't beg. She doesn't demand. She just says, they don't have any wine. That's it. (laughs) You know what to do, (laughs) in effect. And he does. And so that interceding for us is powerful. It's a model for all of us. (coughs) And in fact, the words that she uses, do whatever he tells you, is the age-old advice that all of us need to keep hearing every day. Do whatever he tells you. When we try to run around doing what we think, what we choose, what we assess is the better way, it doesn't usually work out that well. But when we really listen and do what he tells us to do, things amazingly overflow. How much so? Well, it mentions how many water jars there are and how they filled them to the brim. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 160 gallons. Think that's enough? (laughs) And it ain't just ordinary wine. It's the best. Well, of course, again, we know that that's a hint of what is to come. Because there's going to be a time when Jesus takes, not water, but takes wine and says, hmm, I think we're going to make this even better than it was. Hmm. and it's not running out (laughs) because every time we gather at this altar it's still flowing and it's given to us again to commune to become one with to say yes to the marriage (laughs) that he is proposing for us to be filled so that we can go and announce to the world as our psalm echoed of today of what we have experienced the marvel, the great gift that it is, the great banquet, again, that all of us can participate in. And so let us listen to the words of Mary. Let us, indeed, do what he tells us to do so that we may keep experiencing through his power there is a love that no other person can ever give to us that is better.